To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, the hosts of the Disinsider Show, Skylar Schuler and Derek Cornell. Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to episode 17 of the Diz Insider Show. You heard it here first, 17. DSC Siete. I mean 17. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> yes, C. C. That means yes. Welcome to uh, episode 17 again. We're going to talk a whole lot of good news. We have a cool rumor of the week for you. We're super stoked because we are so much closer to our new studio. And uh, yes. we're getting super stoked. We're already planning out the ideas. We're super stoked on that. Derek, how you been? I'm just a glorified assistant, but I've been doing okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying to close on this house. I spent the better part of my morning, maybe like three hours, signing all of my title papers. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but it was a lot. And there was a thick packet. And then I had to sign for my wife. Because Jeez. she, and then she had to sign for something at her work. I don't know. It's a big old cluster. They're like, Sam, sign this legal document. <laughs> Derek, I need you to sign this legal document for me. I know. We um, won't tell anyone, right? <laughs> but it's uh, it's getting closer. Next week we should close. Ooh, excuse me. And then our new studio will be in there in two weeks. I like it. Hopefully. Hopefully. You ready to get into some of this craziness that happened? Let's go. Start it off. We're going into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yo. Okay, so last week we dis- we talked about Miss um, Marvel getting its directors. Which was awesome. Which was awesome. Which the guys from, uh, uh, it was a Pakistani winner, Oscar winner, um, I forget who else, and then the two directors from for Bad, Bad Boys Boy. for Life. And what did I tell you? What the hell did I tell you? you as said, soon as with you said it. She-Hulk, we got the directors first, and then boom, we get the we get She-Hulk herself. Tatiana Maslany. And now, yeah. And now I'm in Valani. Valani? I think it's I'm Iman, in Valani. Iman Valani. Oh. Iman Valani. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Which she has no credits. She did direct a short film, but it's not on her credits, which is weird. She directed a short film for the Russos or Kevin Feige or someone. I don't remember who it was for. Really? But she's big on Letterboxd. Have you been seeing her reviews? She gave Captain Marvel a two star. Yeah. And then everyone, (laughs) and then like sites like Screen Rant, like wrote these stories to cause drama. Like really? Newsflash. Someone had an opinion on a movie. Okay, cool. Doesn't mean she hates Brie Larson. No. Oh my goodness! But I, we run a Disney podcast, and we don't love it. Like Artemis Fowl sucks. <laughs> yeah, like come on, we're, we know better. Um, but um, what was it going? Oh, I follow her on Letterbox, and her reviews are freaking hilarious. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're just like, eh. <laughs> just like E H H on a movie. I'm like, grade A review. <laughs> Let's write up a 300 word story on our website that gets millions of I know. traffic. That so SEO. That oh, SEO. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Uh, okay. Yeah, continue with Captain Marvel. Yes, so Iman... Miss Marvel, sorry. Yes, Miss Marvel. Marvel. God damn it. Uh, I, Iman, <laughs> I already forgot. Iman. Iman Vellani will be our new Miss Marvel. And that comes from Deadline. Um, but yeah, she'll play Kamala Khan in the series. Um, yeah, that's, that's as about as big as it gets. Then nothing else was really announced it's it's still super early production supposed to take place next spring so with the 2022 here's hoping yeah yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll see after the 
Mm. The Batman got pushed back. I know. So well, Shazam went but. really quick. Oh, we're going on a tangent here. Uh, Shazam now goes to 2023, which is <laughs> Have you weird. been seeing David Sandberg's yes. tweets? <laughs> oh, these He's kids like, are going to be like 50? <laughs> he posted something on Twitter where it's uh, uh, Zachary Levi and I always forget. Asher Angel. No. The kid? Asher Angel is Oh, Shazam. oh, oh, oh. Um, um, Jack the, Dylan Grazer. Jack Dylan Grazer. Where he put an old man filter on him, and he was like, "See you guys in 2023." Yeah, oh my goodness. I was like, "Oh boy, that's good." It's so true, though. Like Asher Angel's yeah. gonna be 21 or something when that movie starts production. They should at least start filming some stuff right now. He's he said they're gonna start filming soon. Still, that's yeah. not gonna change. I mean, production. that just gives them longer in post production. So. Yeah. So, um, so like we said earlier, um, uh, they also reported on the episodes are being developed. Oh yeah. Uh, they're developing one hour episodes, which seems to me like they're going to do that with all their series. Yeah. They're not they're going all... to make them half an hour. But I also read today that they're trying to, uh, make them like movies, like really long movies to where they're have, they'll have seasons maybe like every year or every other year. Yeah. I heard that too. And then they may change up the title. So like, for example, Falcon and the Winter Soldier could have a flawless first season and then you bring it back to 2022 or it's going to be re-released in 2021. So 2023, um, it could be like Falcon and the Warrior Soldier Serpent Society. Which like, would be cool, actually. Yeah, which would be yeah. really cool. But that's just a little news right there because we still have Loki. I know Loki has been slipping under my radar. I keep forgetting that that, that is filming is done. Right? Is it, I think it's still going on. I think it's almost done. Oh, well, anyway, Owen Wilson's in that, so yeah, <laughs> we have to talk about that. Um, but yeah, we're still expecting it at WandaVision this year and everything. Anyway. Super cool. I'm excited. Okay. Let us know what you think about Iman Vellani. Yes. She looks the part. Yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm stoked. We finally got the casting. So if you guys saw my tweet, there's an algorithm here. There is a freaking algorithm. And as soon as you guys see directors get picked for Moon Knight, I swear to God, within a week, we'll get Moon Knight. You which, heard it here first. Which I saw a freaking good fan cast. It was the oldest, or the uh, the drug addict uh, character in The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, he was in The Invisible Man. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's he he's was on the a, Invisible Man. Yeah, he's uh, he was on the casting grid for the, the project at one Perfect point. casting. It would be awesome. He would be an awesome Moon Knight. I have no idea if he's the, is, is, is Moon Knight Jewish? I'm not sure. It I depends on what, it, what iter- iteration iteration yeah, I'm with. He'd be cool. I'd like him. I'd like. I, said, I like. I like the the safe Shia fan cast. Shia. Mm, I mean, he would bring a lot. He's he's got he's method now. Yeah. So. I, I just would like something method and dark to the character. Yeah. I don't which, know the character too much. You know a little more than I do. You know, just barely. I know the one run that I've talked about a bunch of times on this podcast, where he's locked in an asylum and he thinks he's Moon Knight. Because he has multiple personality yeah. disorder, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he thinks he's Moon Knight, has all these visions of him being Moon Knight, but you don't really know if he was Moon Knight or if he's just batshit crazy. So that's a cool aspect that I would have loved to see with the new uh, uh, Moon Knight, but whatever. Um, all right, this is your topic now. Let's get into some Mickey Mouse Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we sometimes we got to write up the things for the kids. Yeah, because uh, they they uh, they're all subscribed to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This, the was the age range they're going for what like six to nine or whatever it is two to seven 
Two to seven. Is that what it is? Yeah. Geared to kids two to seven. Yeah, there is subscribe. They're all over. This is They're your son's Disney's. demographic. It, it is. No, that's 100% true. And your son thanks you for reporting on this news. No, of course he does. Um, yeah. Disney Junior's got another Mickey Mouse show in development for Disney Junior, which tells me a couple things. One, Disney Channel, which will dissolve. Into at, Disney Plus, right? At some point. But for now, Disney Junior, which has actually got a really high uh, viewer ratings right now for for their kids shows. Which is good. Yeah, no, that's... They need something. Yeah. Um, and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, super popular. Mickey Mouse and the Roadster Racer, super popular on Disney Junior for kids. Uh, they're doing a new show. It's called Mickey Mouse Fun House. It's going to have Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, Daisy, Pluto. So the fabulous, Everybody. the sensational yeah. six, what they call them. Uh, these, uh, this will actually come uh, to Disney Junior next year. So in 2021. Not um, a lot known regarding the series, except for the fact that a new character is a magical house whose name I am uh, forgetting. Uh, what is his name? Can we find his name? Um, his name. Oh, his name is, is Funny. Fun- oh, f- funny. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, Funny. The enchanted talking playhouse who leads the sensational six on imaginative adventures. Isn't that fun? That is so fun. We are so going to watch but it. But also, why does the house look like the Happy Toaster? <laughs> yeah, the Brave Little Toaster? The Brave yeah. Little Toaster. Because <laughs> yeah. he's so happy. Also, um, um, I wanted to take a few moments to address our mistakes last week. It is Mad-Eyed Moody, not One-Eyed Moody. Thank you, Thank Elliot. you, Elliot. <laughs> he's our... And thank you for the backdrop on Madam Mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we appreciate you, yeah. even though you probably just looked it up on Wikipedia real like, quick. Like, yeah, like what we would do. Um, no, but yes, thank you. I'm glad we have a fact checker. Anyway, the from the vice president, preschoolers around the world love Mickey Mouse and Friends, and we're eager to showcase these beloved characters as they are transported into a ma- into magical new destinations in each episode, encouraging kids to expand their own worlds using their imaginations. We can't wait for our young audience to meet Funny, who is a, di- who is a dynamic and playful addition to the treasured world of Mickey Mouse. That is wonderful. And just to clear that's something... Not a, that's a good statement. No, it is a great statement. And just to clear something up, Elliot, before you correct us, uh, Vice President, not Joe Biden, <laughs> but Vice President of Original Programming in General... Pence. Yeah, Yeah, that too. No, we don't consider him in this house. Uh, Vice President of Original Programming and General Manager at Disney Junior, Joe D'Ambrosia. So, oh, I did realize I thought it was just the Vice President of the Disney Company, no, not it's, the it's, Vice President and General Manager of Disney Junior. Who, and just to think, that dude's a millionaire being the Vice President of Disney Junior. Make him cute, damn it! <laughs> you got it. Another Mickey Mouse show, which people love. Mickey Mouse. He needs his spotlight because he's sir, not on the big screen. Sir, here's my drawing for Mickey. Make the head bigger and the eyes smaller. Yeah. Or vice versa. Make the head smaller and the eyes bigger. Damn yes, it. Mr. Mouse. <laughs> yes, Mr. Mouse. <laughs> Don't make me some goddamn money. Uh-huh. Right now, huh? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so there's uh, Mickey Mouse Funhouse. I love how we ended a Disney Junior topic by using Squatting a South Park. South Park. Right? Yeah, exactly. it's wonderful. Uh, Mickey Mouse Funhouse coming next year. Enjoy. We're yes. jumping back into probably the biggest topic from last week. The most shocking topic. Yes, but before we get to that, I have a couple things I wanted to say to you. Oh, yes. First of all, you suck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so you know how Disney Channel is incorporating itself into Disney Plus? Is there un- is there any plans for revivals rather than Hillary Duff? Maybe like Zach and Cody and The Sweet Life or stuff like that? 
I had a I have a feeling there's talks to bringing them back while they're older, even though we've seen Dillis Dylan Sprouse's uh, thingy. Let, <laughs> uh, let's talk about this next episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Circ- let's circle around next episode regarding okay. that. That's a good question. Bookmark and I that, didn't guys. Think, I did not think about that, but yes. Uh, let's next week. Okay. Good question. Anyway, moving on to what Skylar said, the most shocking, pun intended, um, news of... <laughs> oh, man. Um, of the week. Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um... This opens up a whole world of possibilities for this. Um, also, did I miss the part where one uh, Scarlet Witch changes the past, the present, and the future? Because I don't remember that ever coming up, and everybody's like, "Damn it, Wanda, you messed up the timeline again." Uh, like what they do with the Flash. I'm like, does do they do that? And then Doctor Strange is going to like. I mean, that could be a speculation where she messes with time and Dr. Well, it is the multiverse of madness. Yeah, but I don't think this is a time thing. I think this is a multiverse thing. It has to be. See, that's the thing is like, what what does this mean for Spider-Man 3? Is it going to be a Spider-Verse or are they slowly starting to introduce it and maybe set up a Sinister Six? That seems likely. In uh, in Morbius, we have Michael Keaton's Vulture in there. I have. We could see Morbius as, as one. Vulture is one. Scorpion. Um, we could see Jake Gyllenhaal return as Mysterio. Um, they got to bring Doc Ock. He's the most... Yeah. He's the most... And then Electro for the Sinister Six. He, he, I agree. Please X out Paul Giamatti's Rhino. I would love... I would love Tom Hardy and Peter Parker's... Uh, to Or Tom Holland to team up as Spider-Man and Venom. Yes. To take him down. Because he can't do it by himself. Well, that's how and they I, take I down... Don't... Well, that's how they take down Carnage in the comics. Is Spider-Man and Venom team up to take down Carnage... How cool would it be if Tom Holland has a cameo in Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the stupidest freaking title. I know it's a long shot, but could you see something like that happening in the Venom movie? Yeah. Soliciting the help of... Here's, here's why that's the hardest question in the universe, and you will know this when I tell you this, and that's because Marvel and Sony do not like to tell us anything. The one thing they... I mean, sh- that makes sense. Don't tell us story details. Don't tell us anything. Just tell us if these dang movies connect with each other. We don't know if Spider-Man's in the MCU for sure. We we assume it should be because it's Jessica Drew and Marvel's wanted to use her. Wait, but you it's... mean Spider-Man in the MCU? Spider-Woman, the oh, Olivia Wilde I thought you one. said we don't know if Spider-Man's in the MCU. I'm like... No, 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 no the Spider-Woman <laughs> movie. <laughs> gotcha. Olivia, the one that's being directed by Olivia Wilde, which is a great right. choice. Um, we don't know... Is it there a Silk movie being developed? Yeah, there's a Silk movie. There's a Craven movie. There's a... Uh, people oh, are, yeah, Craven. That is such a waste if they don't bring them in. Yeah, it's... Uh, also, the, Carl... Adam Webb is, is yeah. another one. There's Venom. There was, there's always been talks of Black Cat and Silver Sable. Well, well, that that's it was going to be a film. Now it's rumored as a Disney Plus series. It's been rumored that they've split them up too. Like they don't. The studio hasn't said, "Hey, this is a part of the MCU." Done. Don't have to tell us any story details. Just tell us, because then we're looking at it. We don't report on it, and then when it does come out, it's like, "Hey, why didn't you report on it?" And then right. look, now we look dumb. Well, Felicia so at this point, Hardy did appear in the Amazing Spider-Man too. Y- yes. Yeah, so, that is correct. I mean, there's really no. Limit to how many people we can get in here, as long as we have Tobey Maguire I, and Andrew girlfriend, girlfriend, Andrew girlfriend. Yes, Garfield. Here's here's what I'm going to say on the podcast that I don't think we've talked about at all. Well, I mean, you and I have. Mm-hmm. We're going to report on the Spider Verse now, Sony Spider Verse from now on. 
That's Are what. We? Yeah, we need to. Oh, okay. It, it's just it, in case if it ends up. It's being it, connected because it has to. You don't throw you don't throw Michael Keaton's uh, vulture in a Sony film, saying it's not a part of the MCU when his character is a part of the MCU, and then Sorry. vice versa with Electro coming into Spider Man Three. Exactly. So any any Spider Man news coming out of Sony, we'll report on it. We'll we'll put hey that it's not confirmed, but it needs to be reported on at this point. Here's the thing. There's there's a couple things. The first thing is time travel. They've experimented with time travel in Avengers Endgame, obviously. It was right. the last thing we saw. They sent, you know, Ka- they sent Steve Rogers back in time. That was the last thing they experimented with. Right. Do you think that's the opening for a multiverse? Maybe he didn't he, put the stones back quick enough or no, he well, kept one or something. Was, and, but that's where it gets muddled is now you're introducing the multiverse, which is, you know, Doctor Strange can mess with that. Wanda's obviously messing with it somehow in WandaVision. Well, she's the most powerful Avenger, so but I they're doing Yeah, but they're incorporating time travel in Loki, and they're incorporating time travel in what we... And we'll talk about it later, but in uh, She-Hulk. Well, it's, Loki took it's, the... It's uh, so muddled, which I like. It's so mysterious. We don't know what's going on. But that's on. the thing about time travel. It's like everybody invents their own version of time travel. Well, yeah. The only well, thing we, that is like like constant through everybody's like take is don't mess with anything you know my my i would say time travel ah see it's it's so hard because how do you do time travel but bring someone in from a different universe if he's even in this universe but it doesn't have to be time travel you can open the portals yeah that's what i'm saying yeah but like jamie fox had even said and this is uh one of the newer articles is he's a he's not going to be blue he's going to have a different look but That's why, what I was going to get into. Yeah, but why would you have Jamie Foxx play the same character but different? That just if you're a movie studio, you cast differently. You don't you don't cast the same person and make him different. It just makes no sense to me. Right. But you there's two things. First is there is um like I said multiverse. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the blue electro Sure. From The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It could be an alternate timeline where he took place and fought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. It could be. And he has a new look. Second, at the end of Amazing Spider-Man, his, we don't know, he's evaporated into energy. Who's to say that he can't travel through the multiverse and end up somewhere else? And maybe along the way meet some whiz kid like a Bruce Banner or a Tony Stark and alter you know make him more stable that's true give him a suit and because comic accurate a little comic accurate, i don't you i can don't take think away... com, i don't think comic like the crazy well no no no, no. They, you know mcu has not yeah. done the craziness except for like the teases yeah but so. i saw some really good like ground like uh down to earth like costume for him it's, yeah you know it still I... incorporates the green and the yellow um but who's to say that they can't revert his skin back to what he normally looks like. And then sure. there's so many possibilities that you can do with Electro just by introducing the multiverse. I, I, agree. I, I agree. It's just so muddled. That's all. Like we don't know anything and, and that's on the exactly. studio. They and need to, they need to at least just tell us, Hey, don't tell us anything about Electro. That's not what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, is this, is Sony and Marvel working together on a bigger scale outside of just Spider-Man? I have another tidbit that I just popped in my head. J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's in the Spider-Man 3. All they have to do is just say he's from the multiverse because he was definitely J. Jonah Jameson in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Oh, of course, yeah. There's a little hint for you there. 
It could have been just, hey, we're just going to bring him back for, you know, for who cares what he's been in. You yeah, know, no, I agree with that. Jenny Jameson. Yeah, which was a good a good move on, on there. But, they but you can back. also bring back Andrew Garfield as an older Spider-Man so, and well, not skip he, a beat. So here's my question. I have two questions for you, just for fun. Okay. On a scale, uh, give me, we're going to do percent. I like percentiles. Zero to 100% likelihood that Andrew Garfield and or Tobey Maguire appear in Spider-Man 3 now because of this news. 20%. I don't think they, I don't think they jam-packed this movie with everybody. I think that this sets up, I think this finally aligns Sony with Marvel. Like they're on the same page. And they're actually looking to like team up and say, hey, here's what we can offer you. What are your ideas? You know, here, we'll give you Black Cat. We'll give you Sable. We'll put all of these characters Cards in your the universe. And, you know, I can only imagine what that production meeting looked like. It's like, you know, Charlie Day, and, uh, it's always set in Philadelphia where he's like this. Yeah. like, And he has all this like, like shit on like a board because it's conspiracy theories and stuff. But I... I just think that they don't bombard this movie with everything. I think they they introduce them and then have a whole multiverse of Spider-Man films, which leads into the second half of um, the MCU and makes it bigger on a grand scale. I agree. Now let me ask you this: not just villain from not so from the Andrew Garfield two films and the Spider-Man three films, you bring back one character, not just villain. It doesn't have to be villain. You can bring back one character. I have one that I would bring back if we're twisting up things in the timeline and multiverse and doing crazy things. You could bring back one character. Who are you bringing back? Um, I know what you're going to pick. No, you don't. I promise. It's not Alfred. Uh, uh, it, it, it was until I really thought about it. Okay. But no, I, um, it, it, so yes, you're not wrong. It, it would be him normally until I thought about it right now just for fun. I would bring back... Oh man, that's hard. Cause I have a few that I want. I would want to bring back. I would want to bring back James Franco's Harry. I yeah. think he played that not in the third movie because that third movie was a big old hot pile of garbage. Yeah, but he was great in the first two. I liked him in the second one. That was before I, he got I into. Really his, liked him in the second. He's one. He's a very good dramatic actor. No, he's great. That's why I liked the second one. Him in the second one, I should him. Say. And here, I'll give you three. I would love to have Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy come That's back. Mine. That That's mine. That was mine. That was mine. But I'll but tell you why. She, there couldn't be a love interest between I would bring Tom her Holland. back as Spider-Gwen. You're, oh, mess, you're, yes. mess, you're messing with the timeline. Yes, Might as well that make is a good point. She's a popular character right now. Yeah. She's a big actress. She's going to be hot off of Cruella coming out in May. Um, we'll talk about that here in a minute. And um, my f- one that I want the most, I just thought of it, William Defoe's Norman Osborn. He would be good, so you'd bring back Harry. Nothing from Oscorp or anything would, has been disclosed in the MCU yet. See, you bring him, he brings Oscorp with him, buys the Avengers Tower, boom, Green yeah, Goblin. I, I, okay, so I really, 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 really uh, like your picks. Obviously, it's Gwen Stacy, for me, as Spider-Gwen. You, you change up the, the timeline. And then you can, you can lock Emma Stone I, down in a freaking marvel contract exactly big money and you get spider gwen in the mcu you give her her own movies spider gwen would do well give can her a series you, either either way yeah it doesn't matter imagine toby mcguire andrew garfield tom holland's spider-man uh tom hardy's venom, venom. uh woody harrelson's carnage. carnage emma stone's spider gwen silk black cat 
and Silver Sable. That would be cool. All in the same freaking movie. Nuts. Yeah. And then I, have them fight the Sinister Six. That would be. That would actually be. That's really cool. an Avengers type of movie right there for the Spiders characters. Yes. Which, and you keep them in the MCU, but but Sony can take their profits. Exactly. My other characters I would bring is obviously you already said it. Yes, I would bring Alfred Moreland. He's he was one of the best comic book villains. Yeah, Spider Man yeah. Two is my favorite Spider Man yeah, movie. Yeah, mine too. Um, and then I'm torn between two on kind of on the same level. The first one is Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman. Despite Spider-Man three, no, he was I a good it. Sandman. He was ripped out of the comics. He was meant for yeah, that role. Yeah, he looked just like him. He played him, which is weird because you don't think from his acting catalog, you wouldn't expect him to be in a superhero movie. That dude it, is the dr- most dramatic, perfect actor. And I just saw him in Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, he's so good in Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon. I've never had a movie go into my top five so fast thank you I'm i so gave glad. it a five it's, on it was one of my favorite from last year i think it was number two or something i like just that. want to go on a tangent about peanut butter falcon is shia labeouf stars well yes and he was fantastic the kid it's heartwarming yeah very heartwarming and you know there's a scene where you think everything's gonna go to shit but it has one of the best endings yep. it's what you are sitting in your chair about 20, 20 minutes in, and you just know movies like this, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be a sad movie. It's going to leave me with you know depression and shit yeah, at the yeah. end of the movie. Nope. nope. It gives you the exact ending that you want, and it's so heartwarming. It's, it is it's, so it's, good. It's not a leave and, you on the seat ending. It's like, a, it's like oh, my, yeah. I'm, this is the ending I wanted for and this. And Dakota Johnson is so good. Oh, Dakota Johnson. I mean, don't take, her for, don't take her for the 50 those Shades stupid Fifty Shades movies. She's, no, she's great. Yeah, she's good in, in films outside of the Fifty but Shades. She, oh, I have such a big crush on her. No. She is beautiful. <laughs> and me with Thomas Hayden. She is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, dear um, Okay, uh, anyway. And, and then... Um, uh, Lizard from The Amazing Spider-Man 1. I really liked that character in the first one. Oh, I what's his he... name? He's a big British actor. Yeah, I always forget his name. I, I can see him blondie. Elliot, do you know what to do? Yeah. <laughs> You're check our us. fact checker. Yeah, uh, uh, from The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Yeah. I really liked that character. And here's what I'll, I'll go off on saying. I don't think The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a good movie. However... I think it's decent. I just rewatched it. I, so I, I think it's... here's why it's okay to me. I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man, and I think he's the the best. He is the Spider-Man. Yes. I think the web-slinging shots and abilities that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies had are the best of any of the Spider-Man movies. I think he has the best suit. Oh, he does have the best. I I, I can agree. The one gripe that I do have about the the MCU Spider-Man films is they use so much CGI on the suit. Yeah. Rather than... Uh, it looked better in uh, the second Spider-Man. I'll say that. Yes, because it he actually looked, got to wear the damn suit. Did it, you see behind-the-scenes photos of Civil War while he's just, in a green screen suit? Yeah, yeah that, like, that was that bad, but that so was because it was so last-minute rushed. I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that was. The I mean, last I get it for mission. Iron Spider. I yeah. do. You yeah. really can't put on a metal suit and expect him to act in it. Of course, you're going to put him in something that yeah. Mark Ruffalo wears. But is it the eyes? The eyes kind of weird me out a little. No, that's something that I really like. That's I, something that they because I know have done. like in the comics, like the eye, like in the comics in the old classic TV series, the eyes did move, and it's just it kind of. But that wasn't for it wasn't for the reason why MCU did it. It, it was well, just right, to show right. expression for Spider Man. This actually gives him expression and gives him a reason why he needs it. Yeah, because if he closes, he can focus. Yeah, that's true. But see, the thing is, the only thing that that separates these these trilogies is Sam Raimi and Mark Webb Spider Man films. You get the actual costume. The whole time. 
It's not CGI. Well, fighting scenes, of course it's CGI. But when he's just chilling, you know, like walking around that's and stuff true. like that, yeah, it's true. Tom Holland's still in CGI because they have to smooth out all of his shit. I'm like, just do a better job yeah, at designing I, the suit. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. This one, this yeah. is a film. Okay, there's a report coming out from, I believe it's. Um, oh, did you add that? Yes. That's hilarious. Um, there is a report coming. I think it was from Charles Murphy. That It's coming? No. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, there was a report that's out there that Spider-Man could be doing some sort of shooting in New York next week. So I don't know if it's second unit, which is like smaller behind the scenes stuff or visual shots, or if it's like Tom. Second unit is usually in studio, yeah, and, but it could be it could be outdoors. Like it's never just indoors. Well, no, no, no. But it, it I mean, could be like one... it could be scenery shots and stuff like that. Yeah, um, exterior shots, and then if you yeah, need, and then first units usually with the director. Here's the thing in We're... the studio. But aside from that, production is supposed to kick off in November. We are quickly going to hear more about this project. Oh, absolutely. This month and rolling into November. So yeah. we'll talk more on this as news comes out. We are going to go into uh, our next topic, which is a little more heated. Not for me and Derek. We I think we could care less at this point. But I think everyone needs to know um, that uh, California did postpone uh, reopening the, the reopening announcement for Disneyland as they kind of clashed. Really, this is all the credit for this story needs to go to our newest writer, Sean Nyberg. He's done a yes, wonderful. Yes, he's great. He's done a wonderful job covering the parks. Uh, he's on Twitter. He follows us. You can find him. We've shouted him out on uh, somewhere at at some point. Um, but he's been covering the parks. Obviously, we all know that Disneyland and uh, Gavin Newsom have come to a standstill. Uh, and I don't like getting into politics, honestly, and I know you don't. We we try to stay no. away from that. But here here's the thing: it's when it comes to Disney, Disney and politics rarely mix, and this is one of the instances it does. And, and this is why everybody's you know some people are like have a bad taste in their mouth about yeah. Disney themselves. Exactly. Here's here like my father in law. Yeah. Here here's and my dad. Um. Here's here's the thing. I get both sides. I get Disneyland wants to open. I would like Disneyland to open. I'm not saying I would go immediately. Like, I, I don't think I feel comfortable, 100% comfortable going. No, because... People are still not feeling well. They're, people who, don't take social distancing seriously. Who's who's going to be there mandating masks? Exactly, exactly. And uh, I know Florida's doing a good job, and I think people will bring Florida up. Well, Florida's doing it, but Florida's bigger. They have more space. It, it's It's different. Anyone that's been to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure knows how jam-packed those parks can get. Even with social distancing, it, it, it's it's tough. It's a smaller park. I get Disneyland wants to open, and I understand all the cast members want to go back to work. That's their jobs, their livelihoods. I understand that. But it's like, it's your safety, it's your health. You need to be, they need to be ready. You need to be ready. It, it needs to be a slow process. I think this is where I think, yeah, taking your time's good. Yeah. I also think that on the flip side, like, yeah, maybe it. Sh maybe if you're going to open very, very slowly, you do it now when you think you can do it. But I'm not in that. I'm not. A, none of us are health officials. We're not in the government, so we don't know. Um, so I would highly recommend because I don't want to stay on this topic too long. I know Derek doesn't. I would recommend checking out the article from last week about California postponing the uh, uh, the Disneyland or re talking about reopening Disneyland. 
and <clears throat> it was on de- uh, October 1st. You can find yeah. that article on the website. I recommend checking it out. But Sean has been updating this story, like this exact story, whenever, you know, there's no multiple stories. So come back to this post. It's called California Postpones Reopening Announcement After Clashes with Disney and Theme Park Association So Fast. Um, but he's constantly updating it. Yeah. So. I, just look back to that story. <clears throat> Moving on to something more, Skylar is going to talk about. More park stuff. More park stuff. Point me in the right direction, uh, sir. I believe it's down more. Right there in the yellow. There you go. Okay. This is kind of a... I wouldn't say it's a feel-good thing, but I think it's a really good sentiment. Uh, uh, sentiment. Uh, with, you know, the cat, and I, we didn't want to talk about this because it's so not the right no, thing to do. we have writers and we have close friends that all got furloughed. Yeah, and it's... Not really furloughed, it's they don't have a job anymore. Yeah, which and, is and here's the sad thing. I don't want to talk about in-depth, but, like, Disney is doing a horrible job with how they're handling this. And like, this is, sorry to cut you off, but this is something that we, we could probably use Corey on because he's a former cast member. Yeah, Cammy uh, would be really good because she's always at the parks. Kayla, who's a former uh, college program, yeah. uh, you know, uh, student going into the parks, getting ready to work. And we know we've had writers work at the and parks. She got, she, did, she got into Chapman, which is insane. Congratulations. It's one of the we, best film schools. Yeah, we're so excited for it. Um, but what's really good with the furloughs and going on is a, 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 a former Walt Disney uh, Parks executive, um, vice president of the Magic Kingdom, Dan Cockrell, former vice president, who is related to Lee Cockrell, who also was an executive with the Disney company. He's going to offer free webinars to furloughed cast members um, that are that have been displaced. He went on to his Facebook post, and this is what he had to say to those in need. Good, de- good evening, our Disney friends. Good evening. Good, good evening. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, uh, that is uh, nice. We are thinking about you and the difficult news that many of you have received. Lee and I spoke tonight and I brainstormed how we can assist with the dramatic changes that many of you are going through right now. We will be offering multiple free webinars in the coming days and weeks to help answer your questions, give advice, and share our experience of life after Disney. Obviously, they aren't with the Disney company anymore and they're they're kind of more like business in like um just in the kind of like entrepreneurs exactly they they offer insight um the truth is that you all have worked for a world-class company and they are that and he's 100 right they are a world-class company they just happen to be handling the situation pretty poorly right now but it's a situation we've never been through before anyways he continues and have had much more value than you know. So he's saying that everyone that's worked with the park has a lot of value. Uh, we would be happy to pay it forward and share what we've learned making those memories during that transition. We will let you know the dates in the coming days. Please let us know the questions you may have on making a transition from the Disney to the outside world on Facebook or at dancockrollconsulting.com. That's Dan at C-O-C-K-E-R. E L L consulting.com. And that's an email address. Yes. Uh, or go to Dan Cockrell's Facebook. Um, what's really nice is he ends it off like this. This is a tough time and we hope, uh, this is a tough time and we would be honored to help many talented and passionate cast members that have created magic and happiness for so many, uh, uh happiness for so many having, you um, supposed to say, no, it, it says, says hang. It says hang tough and know the future is bright. Sorry, I couldn't read from here. Hang um, tough. Oh, I thought that was a typo. No, no, it's hang tough. Okay. Um, 
which is really awesome. Giving giving free webinars, which usually cost money to to experience these webinars. Yeah, look at my masterclass. Yeah, exactly. Um, for him to offer free webinars about life after Disney to people who are trying to find their footing with these times is wonderful. And if you need, he's a 26 year vet with the Walt Disney Company. His his father even longer. Um, this is something I highly recommend any of our listeners, or if you know anyone that's been furloughed due to or furloughed or let go from the Disney company, please show them this. Let the cast members know that there are people that are thinking of them. Obviously, Derek and I are thinking of those who were furloughed. We, we stand with the cast members despite loving the company. Um, we, we appreciate everything the cast members do. They're, they're the driving force of the theme parks, you know, the, the stores, the, the eateries everywhere. Um, so please, 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 uh, Derek and I recommend you check this out. Um, if you guys ever need anything, Josh has opened his doors. Me and Derek are always available on social media. If you want to talk, you want to, you want to write something you want, are you passionate about something? You want to get your words out on, on, on paper regarding the Disney company, hit us up in DMS. We'll be more than happy to speak with you and get your word out there. Cause, uh, we care about you. Um, but we're moving back into the Marvel cinematic universe. Derek, take this one away. <clears throat> okay. So, um, over the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing Eternals merchandise come out. Well, not come out, but leak. Uh, we got our first look at Selma Hayek's um, Cersei, Cersei um, which she looks really cool. Oh, yeah, she looks and, great. And um, we've gotten pop figures that re- you know that showcase some of the characters and stuff. Right. Not quite in detail because they're pop figures, but, I mean, still cool nonetheless to see right. this, uh, see this, like, merchandise start, you know, pumping out, which is sucks because the movie got pushed back to november a year over a year over a year so we're not going to see that stuff hit shelves maybe until like next summer maybe maybe the september i would say that they release this stuff usually a month or a month or a couple weeks before the movie comes out yeah um typically but we got a new leak which is uh the villain crow which is going to be the villain of the eternals what do you think um I don't it's so really hard because it's a Crow. toy. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't really know Crow. Apparently so, his powers are pretty cool, but I don't know anything on him. Um, you messed up, Skylar. You should have put a bio in there. Uh, you just put his picture. Listen. <laughs> go to Mar- Damn it. Go to Marvel dot, marvelentertainment.com, look up Crow, and you'll find his powers. Like, um, So we're looking it up because I have no idea. I really didn't. <laughs> I should have put it in the article. Shame I on know, me. damn it. <laughs> I, I usually am pretty good about putting their powers. Um... Okay, well, we're just going to totally rip this off of uh, MarvelFandom.com. By the way, they are a, uh, they're a good supporter of our website, so thank yes. you, Get Fandom. I'm not going to read a whole bunch of this, just a good chunk. Crow was born into the race of deviants, an evolutionary offshoot of humanity cursed with unstoppable, unstable genetic code causing random physical characteristics to crop up in each newborn child in the race. Crow is born with a number of traits which appear to be unique among the deviant race and which were beneficial in nature. Chief among these uh, mutations were those granting Crow his longevity and near indestructibility, both similar to those of another evolutionary offshoot of humanity, the Eternals. Crow was alive uh, around tw- twenty thousand years ago, so that puts them in the it puts them in the right because right. the Eternals is going to time jump a bunch. Um, uh, at the time, in the second host of the extraterrestrial celestials, destroyed the uh, the Deviant Empire and the Great Cataclysm, which we've gotten already news on celestials from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, true. who were in 
uh, possession of the Power Stone. Yeah, on, on nowhere. Yeah, so they were destroyed by the Deviant Empire, which that means that they're insane, almost like Titans level. You know what oh, I mean? Geez. If you can destroy Celestials, that's nuts. Um, Crow carefully uh, guarded the secret of his longevity by assuming a series of different identities among the Deviants over the course of his extraordinary long life, using his powers after his facial features uh, to completely hide his disguises. Crow feared that if he allowed the other Deviants to know why he was virtually immortal, they would subject him to genetic er experimentation in order to learn how to duplicate the mutations that give him his near immortality in themselves. So what's his superpower? So his superpowers... Or evil powers. Because they're um, not super. I mean, I guess they are super. Anti-super? Well, at least we know his marital status. He's single, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> That's so yeah. random to put his Get marital it. status. Thanks, fandom. You, you, you screwed us. <laughs> Type in Crow Eternal superpowers. Uh, okay. Because we're seeing all the first look articles. Okay, let's see. Powers. Uh, oh, there you go. Right there. Second second tab. Right here? No, it says history, and then it says powers. Oh, powers. Um, okay. Crow is a master military strategist, a superb military commander, and a good hard-to-hard -hard combatant, and is an expert in the use of deviant weaponry. So there's some new weapons that we'll see, which is always cool. Some alien tech. Um, strength level. Crow can lift press around 800 pounds. Wow. Oh, that's... Cool. That's, Don't catch him in the gym. <laughs> that just does not sound yeah. powerful to me in, in, a, in, a, in the MCU. Here's something interesting. Most deviants are not physically stronger than ordinary human beings, although they are indeed many superhumanly strong deviants, just like humans. So this guy is like the most deviant of all the deviants. Jesus. So we'll see. <laughs> sounds like a boring power type. To me, that's... Yeah, but see, he, what's funny he's, is like... He's a, he's a deviant military guy. Oh, sweet. I've seen that in every single Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah, first of all, he looks like he's part of Duran Duran. Oh, he does. <laughs> in the comics, but... Go this, to the website, check it out. Yeah, go to the website, and then Crow the, the in the Eternals looks like uh, the uh, fish character from Shape of Water. <laughs> oh, like a mean one. Like, a, yeah. if, like him and a praying mantis hooked up. Yeah. Not Mantis from Guardians, but you know what I mean. Or that. Who knows? Um, maybe. Maybe all three of them. But that's, that's your hot. Crow background, because uh, we have no idea. Because the Eternals are like the Guardians of the Galaxy back in 2014. We have no we idea. We don't really know the iterations and the stuff going behind that. Right. Still moving on to uh, to Marvel news. Skylar, you want to take this one? Yeah. This was kind of cool. Um, Sasha Lane, who's hot on this, uh, hot off this new. She is. I mean, she's hot. I'm, I don't want to go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop objectifying women, Skylar. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, she's very nice looking. Um, anyways, Amazon, the Amazon Prime hit series, uh, is it Utopia? Yeah. Um, is you know the big it's a thing big show? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it seems to be the hit. She was speaking with GoldenGlobes.com, and basically. GoldenGlobes.com mentioned that she will next appear in Loki, the Disney Plus series. Obviously, we don't know who she's playing, um, but when asked about comic book movies and like like status, she basically Sasha Lang teased it. She said, "To be honest, it really never sparked me when talking about comic book movies. I found a couple of graphic novels that were true crime murder mysteries, and that was kind of cool. But I've never really had any kind of interest in them." 
though this one is obviously good, laughs, talking about Loki. Right. So Sasha Lane joined Loki. I don't really know her filmography too much. It's just another good piece, it looks like. Someone with talent joining this uh, series. Um, I couldn't even guess who she's playing at this point. No, we don't even know who Owen Wilson is playing. No, the only one I would guess on that I would have confidence in my guess is Richard E. Grant's character, and I think he's playing old man Loki. Really? Yeah, that's my big guess. It just I mean, that's they have a that, perfect character. They both have these like sophisticated, suave British accents. They both have a similar like like facial structure. Stri- yeah, exactly. That would be my biggest guess. There's rumors that Sophie D. Martino's playing Lady Loki because of set photos, but that's unconfirmed. I don't know who Owen Wilson's playing. Don't know who Gugu and Batha Ra's playing, but yeah. Do you know Sasha Lane? No, I don't. Um, so, excited okay. for Loki, though. Yeah. So this is something that I didn't watch and I was supposed to before we started this podcast. And we forgot. Yeah, and we forgot. Which, why isn't it up on the freaking website? It's up on social, I can tell you that. But it it's should. not up on the white, it's not up on Did the I website. Did I not hit publish? Oops. Ooh, I wrote that story too. Okay, anyway, you want to talk about it since I haven't seen it? Is there anything new? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's on the site. It's right there. Next to Meet the Chimps. Oh, sorry, we write too much. Yeah. <laughs> meet, it was down more. Yeah, Meet the Chimps. Right next to Meet the Chimps. Yeah, so Free Guy, basically a video game movie come to life. They released a new trailer and a new poster. Obviously, Disney's hardcore backing this movie because they find it to be something that could be like blockbuster level for them. The trailer looks blockbuster level. To me, everyone's... just such a cool idea. Yeah, it to everyone's saying, oh, it's Grand Theft Auto the movie. No, to me, this is live-action Wreck-It Ralph. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, true. It's a video game character who realizes he's not in... He he, he's in a video game. Yeah, he's in a video game. And Taika Waititi's the bad guy, which is awesome. Jody Comer's it would, in it. It would re, uh, reunite them from Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, Jody Comer, who's just in everything right now and just destroying you know both yeah, tv and screen she was in the white princess which i watched <laughs> my wife's in super into uh, lifetime not it's not I, lifetime I being dick. silly it's rated m for mature <laughs> uh, rated m for moving on um it's <laughs> all good yeah yeah thank you huh? good. See, i can podcast um <laughs> It also has uh, the guy, from, Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Oh, I love Joe Keery. Yeah, he's in it. Don't know. I think he's playing Jodie Comer's boyfriend in the real world. I think. It's hard. Lil Ray Howard, uh, Howry's in it. He's funny. He was in Tag. Um, Uktosh Mbakar from Mulan. He, very small role in Mulan. I don't know why I put Mulan as his credit, but he's in Pitch Perfect. Um, he's going to appear. And it's directed by Sean Levy, who's I like as a director. He's yeah. done Stranger Things. He did the Night at the Museum movies, which I find kind of fun. Um, but he he did that movie Real Steel with Hugh Jackman, which I think is so underappreciated. I've I, never seen it. Oh, Hugh Jackman's so good in it. Um, yeah, it's a it's something to uh, I you need to watch a trailer. It kind of reminds me of a Ready Player One style, and it's written by. Oh, thank you. Good good job. Yeah, that's why you're my co-host. <laughs> Zach Penn, who wrote Ready Player One, is uh, on board uh, as a writer on this project. Side note: What is this? The Brotherhood Betrayed. We have like six different ads on this page for this freaking book. Uh, sponsor uh, by The Brotherhood Betrayed by Michael Cannell. Read this book now. Just kidding. I have no, no idea. We are not sponsored by him. Yeah, no. Anyway, um, moving on. Still in Marvel. I feel like all these podcasts are super Marvel heavy. That's good. 
People love Marvel. You well, love that's Marvel. my expertise. I'm your Marvel yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. Every time, like, I was supposed to, oh, we could talk about this for a minute. Falcon and the Winter Soldier rem- <laughs> continues filming like, hey, in the Czech Republic. Hey, Derek, do me a favor. Talk about Mickey Mouse Funhouse. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no, thank you. Which is oh, one cats. Which is Can wonder- you close that? Which is wonderful. And sadly, no background music for my wife today. That's okay. Oh my god, my cats! Oh wow, the two cats just opened Wait, the door. Don't, don't, don't. You're gonna, you're gonna break his neck. Move, egg. But see, like my cat Ned didn't even like. He just came in, opened the door, and left. Like, it's o- it's okay. Hey, this is what this podcast is all about. All about crazy fun stuff. Oh, it's like you're in a horror movie. Dear Lord, man! Like in the haunted. Man- Imagine we're doing the haunted mansion. See, right it's now. gonna be so nice when we have the the studio. We could just close the damn door, and, and we have they the, go again, and we have the soundproof foam. Ned, what are you doing? Sorry, guys. We're not going to edit any of this out because you just listen to your boys. Anyway. We're heading into the world of Marvel. We're st- well, basically staying because Free Guy feels like a Marvel movie. It's got yeah. a Marvel star. Yeah, we'll be quick on these because it's, it's nothing really major news. And, and it, once again, it, would, it talks about basically things that we don't even know. It's just, and... base, it's just grid work. Yeah, That's basically ahead, pretty much all it is. So uh, the She-Hulk is looking to cast a young Bruce Banner. For what? I don't know, flashback scenes, because I'm sure that Jennifer Walters and Bruce Banner knew each other back in the day. Guess What's that smirk for? <laughs> what are you looking at? Guess who doesn't care? Oh, you. Yeah, um, I But yeah, that's us. pretty much it. They're looking for a young Bruce Banner, a young Mark Ruffalo. Um, I, that's it. You know, they're Here, looking to cast him. There's probably some ba- the flashback scenes, and that's all we pretty much can speculate. Here's what's super sad. I love Tatiana Maslany. I think she's fantastic in everything she's in. This is probably right next to Hawkeye being the one show I am not excited for. Oh, my God. Um, some, some very basic Hawkeye news. Uh, they're casting nine more roles. Grid work. Grid work. No one really... Uh, known, I guess they're like they're echo, all like I guess Echo. Well, Echo, but then you have like a Greg, twenty to forty, you know, <laughs> white hair, uh, kind of race sar- available, you know, sarcastic, like, like yeah. dumb stuff that I didn't want to write up, but like I felt that. like it's hey, it's there. Well, it's it's Marvel news. It's just something to put up. Le- Lisa people... works at the downtown grocery store. Yeah, it's I'm like, so oh random. god, ages twenty to thirty, yeah, single. Doesn't have a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so last topic of the night. Um, Take this one, because you're really excited for this. Yeah, this is... And we're going to stay on the topic of Disney villains, honestly. Um, Cruella uh, is coming in May. We're about seven months away from Cruella. And uh, some new story details for the series emerged. We were able to scoop this uh, project a couple times, one of them being Mark Strong from Shazam appearing in the movie as the Baron. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've scooped another part of this project. It might have been they're casting people. Of, oh, yeah, that they're casting uh, people of color for Jasper and Horace. Are the Dalmatians appearing in this movie? Well, or is yeah. this like a prequel? Yeah, they're 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 appearing. Um, oh, they're literally in the it, promo picture. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by the way, I keep looking at the logo. The logo looks so cool. Alexis made that logo. Really? He made that? Yeah. Doesn't that look cool? It looks almost legit to me. Wow. It looks 70s, but has like that. It looks like dumb. a license plate. It kind of, oh, yeah, it does. It looks good. Oh, good um, for him. Well, well done, uh, Alexis. Yeah. So some new story uh, details emerged for the film. Uh, bear with me. It's a long one. Let me see if my eyes can take it. 
Before she becomes Cruella DeVille, teenage Estella, but we already knew we've reported on this before. She, Cruella's real name growing up is Estella. Uh, she has a dream. She wishes to become a fashion designer, which we kind of remember from the uh, the animated film and the original films uh, from the 90s. Having been gifted with talent, innovation, and ambition in all equal measures, but life seems intent on making sure her dreams never come true. Having wound up penniless and orphaned at, in London at age 12, four years later, she runs wild through the city streets with her two best friends and partners in petty crime, Horace and Jasper, who we all remember from the animated movies as her little sidekicks. Two amateur thieves, uh, who are two amateur thieves, when a chance encounter vaults Estella into the world of the young, rich, and famous. However, she begins to question her existence she's built for herself in London and wonders whether she might indeed be destined for more after all. When an up-and-coming rock star commissions Estella to design him a signature piece, she begins to feel as though she has truly arrived. But what is the cost of keeping up with the fast crowd, and is it a price she's willing to pay? So. That sounds interesting. It sounds so off the wall for the, the character, but, you know, it's I'm, ex- I'm excited. It's got Emma Stone. We just got done talking about her as Gwen Stacy. Obviously, La La Land. She plays Cruella. Emma Thompson, who is awesome in Saving Mr. Banks. And if you've never seen Saving Mr. Banks, get on that right now. She was also uh, Mrs. Potts in uh, the live-action Beauty and the Beast. She's playing the Baroness, who I hear is one of the villains. Paul Walter Hauser, who's coming hot off of that movie Richard Jewell, and Joel Fry are playing Horace and Jasper. Emily Beecham, who is known for her role in Into the Badlands, is like, this is just what I'm hearing. I'm hearing she's playing Anita, but I've also heard she could be playing Cruella's sister. Don't know which one it is. I've heard Anita, though. Uh, Mark Strong is playing the Baron. And Killing Eve star Kirby Howell Baptiste is in an unknown role. Uh, We've also heard, uh, this is something we reported on, that Dev Patel was approached for the role of Raj, a.k.a. Roger, who ends up becoming Anita's husband and the owner of Pongo, um, which is really nice. So I'm, I'm super stoked for this project. Um, production wrapped earlier this year. Glenn Close is on board. The project is a producer. Um, obviously, we know so much about Cruella from the animated films. It's directed by Craig uh, Gillespie, who did that movie, I, Tanya with Margot Robbie. And oh, such a good movie. It was a great movie. Uh, the film will hit theaters May 28th, 2021. We'll see. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, um, before we get into the rumor of the week, we just want to give a big shout out to John Bailey. Yes. Um, he helped us out with the uh snippets of audio that you probably you've heard the first one you're about to hear the next one um yeah it's it's insane how he wanted to do this for us so a big shout out to him and um i don't know how Corey is gonna put this in but i guess i'll just say all right time for the rumor of the week and then he can put it in i don't know so Corey, figure this out but i'm just gonna say hey skylar it's time for the rumor of the week it's time for the rumor of the week. Let's do it. <laughs> Give us that sweet info. All right. I'm going to make it quick because I'm going to eat my own words. <laughs> Listen, I've talked multiple times about how m- movies need to make money to get sequels. Multiple times. One of those movies being Maleficent, which made 
over $250 million less than the first one. And I said they are not doing a third one. I have something to add once you finish. Um, here's the thing. I talked to my source, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a Maleficent 3 is being mapped out right now by the Walt Disney Company. They want Angelina jo back, Jolie back so bad. And from what I've heard, she would face another Disney villain as the bad guy. So it would be villain versus villain. Ooh, so I like, don't know uh, the villain. I have no idea who the villain is. But it would be like... Like Malef- an evil queen from Snow White? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Ursula. I don't... It depends oh, that'd how the, be so cool. Or the stepmother from... Oh, no, it's going to be someone mystical. Stepmother? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my vacuum. All right, Cinderella, get the vacuum. You know <laughs> I don't do chores. <laughs> like, um, that's such an easy question. It, oh, but, um, Ursula, maybe Madame Mim from Sword in the Stone. I don't know. That I don't know. So Captain don't, Hook? Oh, that would be... Uh, it could be guys, too. I was women. <laughs> They're so women-driven, like, female-driven, well, which know. is fine. Queen, I like, yeah, yeah, Queen, uh, Maleficent. But, but Captain, oh, maybe Jude Law versus... Oh, oh, that oh would be get, cool. Anyway, um, That's not confirmed, by the way. I'm, we're just guessing, but that is the movie. Call it Maleficent versus Hook. Oh, that'd be so dumb. You remember how uh, you just said that you'd eat, you ate your own words because you said it would never happen and it's happening? Well, I saw a casting grid where Haley Steinfeld is... She's locked as Kate Bishop. Don't. First off, here's the thing with those, which she could be. She very well could be. I saw it locked. Maybe I, that's another. Uh, that's a scoop for you guys. Here's here's what Charles Murphy said that when when I, I he he had mentioned this. Those casting grids are old casting grids. They're just they're copying and pasting Haley Steinfeld. So we're, we we got to sit. With, well, I saw it, it from I, Daniel. I, I, here's recently. A, we'll talk <laughs> off. We'll talk offline. Okay. Um. But yeah, Maleficent 3, I hate eating my own words on things, but you know, sometimes you just got to own up to it and hate that they're doing a third one, even though I actually really like the second one, despite despising the first one. I don't like either of them. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, The second one's better. It's not like wonderful. It's not the best live action remake, but it's at least... Number two was pretty good. I liked the... uh... Was it Chiwa... Chiwa Telegia 4? Yeah. Yeah, he was good. He was in that. And then um, Ajax, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he plays one Ed Screen. The, Ed Screen. Yeah, yeah, he's in there, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, but, it could um, it could have been worse. Anyway, some updates for you guys regarding you. Um, I guess there's really not much to say since I explained it last week. Um, once I buy my house or close on my house, we'll get those shipped out to you. There's a lot of new stuff coming. Like Skyler said, in uh, like Skyler said in the beginning, we have mapped out how my office is going to look. You're looking at a big YouTube jump. We're going to have segments, uh, $10 subscribers. You are going to get the video podcast, $20 subscribers. We are adding something to your tier. We won't disclose it yet, but we have something planned. Yeah. Here's the thing. Once the, once the gifts are shipped out, which they'll be shipped out once we're settled into the new studio, um, they're already packed. So don't worry about us packing them. But once they're shipped out and you guys own them, you guys will start receiving better benefits as time goes on. Josh is actually getting ready to book new interviews. So if you're at that tier where you can ask a question, we'll let you guys know which celebrity we're interviewing or which yes, person. And in they the will industry. be on this podcast for you guys, not to the public. Yeah, exactly. Well, a written up version will be. Yeah. So basically we're going to put a Diz Insider interview that would go on the website. It'll go exclusive to the podcast or the, uh, the website, or I mean, the audio will go to the podcast. And then the written stuff that Josh does will go to the Patreon as yes. a post. But just to reiterate, those um, those interviews that Josh does 
will go up on Patreon as bonus episodes. It will not conflict with me and Skylar giving you guys the news every week. It'll be just an additional... It'll just be a nice little podcast for you guys. It'll be Josh cheap. talking to somebody famous. You guys get your questions answered. It'll be a, it'll be a nice listen, but it just won't affect me and Skylar's show. So um, you would just get an, yeah. an, an additional podcast. Exactly. And no, there's no specific tier, 5, 10, 20, and future tiers. You guys will all get that episode, episodes. And uh, yeah, we're really excited for that. Yeah. Um, Thank Lastly, you, really quick before, before is, uh, I, I, and Derek will jump off with me on this one is, uh, to the, th- we have like 30 Patreons, maybe a little more. We just lost a couple, but it's, we can't keep fun. everybody. It, it's hard. It, and I know, uh, times are tough and you know, you got to put money in the right spots, but we, or want, you just don't like what we're yeah putting that, out, which is fine. You yeah, know, we, we do our best honestly, we're, we're trying to get these podcasts out the rumor of the week. We got your gifts together and we know you want those gifts cause we've been talking about it for a couple months now. Yeah. But I promise you they're, they're packed. They're ready for you guys. <laughs> um, so please just thank you for being patient. Um, and, you can blame me. I've had a lot of well, your life struggles in the last it's okay. like it's three 20, four months. 2020 has hit everyone hard in their own ways. And we want to thank everyone that's still a Patreon subscriber. For, we we honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Because that's what's keeping us going, doing this. Uh, and our this equipment. is what's giving us, yeah, the Ma- giving opportunity us to build a studio. Which, um, I forgot to finish. Um, thanks for interrupting. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to have... Like I said, the $10 subscribers will get the video podcast. We're going to have interviews. We're going to have snippets. We're going to have whatever, you know, we're going to start going to cons and we're going to start going to press events again when all this shit's done because me and Skylar are missing our press, our press uh, screenings. Um, Yeah. So stay tuned for a lot of stuff because we are going to take off hard in the next month or so. And then um, we'll announce the new tier. Uh, sometime early next year, uh, we still have a couple kinks to work out and then we'll announce the $20 one, the new, uh, added bonus. Yeah. We're going to retool. We'll announce that by the end of the year. So you guys will get a Christmas something. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, we're working on, uh, hopefully we're working on a couple exclusives that we can get nailed down. Sadly, we've had a couple fall through the cracks. We have the, uh, Hocus Pocus one, which was our latest one, which is out there. You can check that out on the website. Um, and then, uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the rumors of the week. These have been so much fun. Our source is so, so solid. He's been so good to us. Um, but these rumors of the week, uh, you know, will continue coming. Um, we will have a good one for you next week. Derek kind of hinted at it. Yeah. Um, and basically kind of kickstarted it in my brain. So, <laughs> um, yeah, be, just be on the lookout for us, uh, yeah. here in the next uh, couple months. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Tell your yeah. friends. Um, also we're planning on something. Uh, as a Christmas gift to one of you, uh, we're going to throw up a new, uh, we're going to throw up a, like a contest, uh, type of thing where one of you will get some really cool Diz Insider merch and you will be a guest on our podcast. We are so excited for that one. Um, another thing for, I really like another thing that Derek and I have talked about, we won't hint at it in depth, but if you like press screenings, um, you just know that you may be a part of something like that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we will know. be doing giveaways. We'll be doing DVD giveaways. Um, oh, I can't wait for those. All those, all that stuff. So. Si- signed merch. Yeah. Uh, so look out. out. So, and it's only exclusive to you guys. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brothers, tell your best friends, 
Come your, listen to the podcast. Tell guys. your ex-wife. Why yeah, not? Tell your ex-wife. Yeah. Tell your uh, tell your second cousin from Missouri. Yeah, we know you don't like her, but we'll take her money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tell people to subscribe. Tell people to jump up in here because um, we like doing this show every week. We're going to continue to do this show every week unless otherwise you know, posted, which I think we've done a good job at keeping you guys updated with our personal lives. And, you know, there's some stuff, you know, we have to deal with and we can't be there. Um, but um, we've been on a roll, though. Yes, but we're going to start implementing stuff in the future where if Skylar can't make it or if I can't make it or both of us can't make it, we'll have some subs. Uh, we'll sub yeah. people in for the episode. Yeah. So that way you guys don't lose it out. Skylar will inform them about the room of the week, uh, just like how he did with my solo episode. And uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it as far as um, everything. This podcast was executive produced by Elliot Bullock II, Lauren Javier, Adam Armstrong, Eric Nova, Brian Griebel, Ernesto Barrera, Spencer Weary, Sean Williams, Jiko Chu, Brianna Schad, Jacob Cano, Edward Rose, and Abby Stoshak. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you to everybody else for your support. And hey, Corey. Give me that sweet, sweet outro music. And uh, one, a two, a three, a four, a five. Five. Five.